1: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts
0: pre-draft visitors for the Washington Commanders are starting to emerge and one of them could become the next Alabama Crimson Tide defender drafted by the Burgundy and Gold that and more coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders.
1: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Welcome to Commander Sands of the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders please subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. So you always get the latest episodes as soon as they are available. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering your commanders for commander country, part of sports Illustrated's fan nation. You can find me there or here on Twitter at D Harrison 82, or text me anytime at two zero two seven, six zero two six four four. Thank you for making lockdown commanders. Your first listen to your first view of the day, every day heading you into or leading you into The weekend uh, here, Easter weekend, hope you're all doing very, very well out there. A new question of the week is coming up. Cam Newton still thinks he can sling it, and Ron Rivera may be issuing a bit of an ultimatum to a certain commander's player. But first, the list of pre-draft visitors is starting to fill out, and one of them is the team's, if he's the team's first-round target, he'll be the third Alabama defender drafted in the first round by Washington in the last seven drafts, and the eighth one drafted in total. During that same stretch, And of course, we're talking about Alabama defensive back Brian Branch, who many have listed as the number one safety in this year's class. Uh, looking at number 16, it is very, very possible that the Washington Commanders could have a chance to draft Branch. I think the range on Branch probably as high as maybe like 12, 13, depending on who decides to trade up and who doesn't. Safety is not typically considered kind of that position group that a lot of people want to trade. Uh, value draft capital to move up for. Typically, teams like to kind of see if that player will fall uh, to them and then take them where they stand. But I think he could also go as far as even, say, the early 20s. So there's a possibility that if you're the Washington commander, you're sitting there at number 16, depending on who is on the board, if nobody fills an immediate desire or immediate wants or is the best player available uh, on your board, kind of like what they did last year with Jahan Dotson, where they liked Jahan, they wanted to bring him onto the team, but they kind of looked at the, how the board was unfolding and said, you know what? We think we can still get him later, so let's go ahead. They rolled the dice a little bit, Riverboat Ron kind of rolled the dice a little bit, traded back. They still get their guy. He ends up being a very solid rookie for them, so Brian Branch potentially could be that type of guy. You can move back from 16 and maybe still hope to get Brian Branch. Of course, the further back you move, the more chances are there going to be that he is gone. But there is some buzz starting to build around from media sources and people who think uh, that they kind of know what these teams are going to do and looking at what the teams need. And Brian Branch is one of those guys that's starting to pick up a little bit of steam, being connected to the Washington commanders in more mock drafts now than we saw earlier in the offseason. And it makes sense. And again, a lot of these questions kind of go to what do the Washington commanders plan to do with cornerback, Benjamin St. Juice. Benjamin St. Juice came into last season. They were going in training camp, training him to be the nickel, moving him inside uh, on a permanent basis. He was starting to kind of get his feet under him, had some rough moments during training camp. Certainly You could tell he was a guy who was kind of getting used to the position, right? But he was growing into it, uh, certainly developing the skills. And then eventually the team had to move him outside completely uh, and fully and really kind of take him away from that, kind of diverted from that plan. And he did pretty well. Again, some injuries creeped up and and crept up and kind of kept him out from the last part of the season. But if you like the duo of Kendall Fuller and Benjamin St. Juice for at least another year, then it's feasible that you look to go inside Uh, During the NFL draft branch can do a lot of things. And the reason he's considered one of the most uh, coveted safeties in the NFL or in the NFL draft, if not the best is because of his versatility has the ability to play slot did a lot of that at Alabama certainly projects to do that here uh, coming into the NFL, but he also has the schools, the skills and the tools necessary uh, to play your single high deep safety type of cover guy. uh, If you need him to, and with Bobby McCain, no longer with the team certainly could present uh, a fill for a need that they have. Obviously, you've got Derek Forrest back there, Cameron Curl, Percy Butler coming into his second season. Jeremy Reeves is back there as well. Danny Johnson is in the mix uh, as far as DBs and Nichols uh, and all that stuff is concerned. But if you're not going to move Benjamin St. Juice back inside, certainly Brian Branch brings you another talented player for your secondary, and he brings you a little bit of a flavor that you don't really have with the current guys uh, that are on your roster. I put out a Twitter draft poll uh, kind of short notice, you know, less than a day before I was going to hit record. Uh, on this thing, I'll try to be better on those Twitter polls in the future. Maybe even put them out here so you guys know uh, to go in and head over and vote for those. But I basically asked if Washington drafted Alabama defensive back Brian Branch in the NFL draft at number 16, how would you feel about it? Uh, 19.2% of the voters said that they would love it. 346 said they would like it. 327 said they would dislike it. And 13.5% said they would hate it. So it's not an even split, right? More people would like it or love it than those who would dislike it or hate it but there are certainly it's it's not a it's not a 70 30 80 20 proposition uh it's much more of a 60 40 uh you know even less type of a type of a split so it's very interesting because obviously the secondary uh, is a position group that a lot of people think that the commander should address in the NFL draft but maybe Brian Branch uh is not the guy interestingly enough looking at the rest of the commanders or not the, not all of them but some of the more interesting commanders visits They've got lined up pre-draft three cornerbacks. Penn State's Joey Porter Jr. Uh, is coming in. Porter Jr. is a first-round projected pick. You have to imagine, if he makes it to 17 to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I mean, they did it last year, right? Everybody kind of said, if if Kenny Pickett, the quarterback out of Pitt, makes it to the Pittsburgh Steelers, you, they almost kind of have to draft him. Joey Porter Jr. is in a very similar situation. And, oh, by the way, the Steelers need cornerback help. So if he gets the 17, one pick after the Washington Commanders, you figure Joey Porter Jr., uh, is going to go if the Steelers don't jump ahead of a team like the Commanders, who might might target him as well, uh, to get him earlier. Mississippi Mississippi State cornerback Emmanuel Forbes, kind of a late round one, early day two uh, type of prospect, and then Michigan cornerback DJ Turner, more of a second or third round uh, type of prospect. All also scheduled to visit the Washington Commanders. Florida offensive lineman Osiris Torrance, cyborg as he is nicknamed. Is uh, scheduled to meet with the commanders before the NFL draft, a first or second round guy. I think he creeps into the back end of the first round. So perhaps a trade back uh, scenario there. If Washington stay in the first round and then TCU guard, Steve Avila, who I've been very vocal about uh, being a supporter of in these, he's a second or third round prospect. Um, so if you don't get Osiris Torrance on day one, maybe you come back, try to get Steve Avila uh, day on day two. And then of course, Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker, who we've talked about a few times here. Look, Henning Hooker, potential Heisman favorite if he doesn't get injured, a guy that a lot of people see look at and say could be a very solid quarterback in the National Football League, certainly has some questions. Honestly, his range is kind of all over the place right now. You've got some people who think Henning Hooker might be a first-round pick by somebody, but you've also got people who think second-round, and you got people who kind of had him in the third round because of the injury, because of the age he's going to be uh, entering the NFL off that injury, so you figure he's going to be 26, 27 or so before he might be ready to play. Uh, in the NFL, and so that's kind of hurting his stock. So, I mean, anywhere from the first to the third round uh, for Hendon Hooker, it's going to be really interesting to see kind of what happens there. But I think the Washington Commanders, if you trade back, you know, say you move from 16 to, say, 2021, and maybe you can get an extra second or third round pick in that package of picks that you trade, and maybe you get Osiris Torrance there, or if Brian Branch is still there, maybe you get Brian Branch, and then you have that kind of extra day two pick. And if you view that truly as an extra day two pick, Perhaps you spend that on a guy like Hendon Hooker, let him heal up, let him work with your doctors, get the mental knowledge uh, of the game, the NFL and the scheme. And then maybe in 2025, or 2024, rather, you've got a guy who perhaps with an experienced Sam Howell, veteran quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, maybe you have a three-way competition. Uh, or if not, you know, maybe he does some good things in the preseason, keeps some keeps uh, some hype built up, and then uh, you can trade him off for a third-round pick or so. Uh, some other guys coming in town to visit the Washington Commanders. According to Nikki Javala of the Washington Post, the Commanders are going to host a local pro day on April 11th. That's next Tuesday. Utah State receiver Brian Cobbs is one of the players, as confirmed, uh, that will participate. Cobbs is 6'2, 210 pounds, spent four years playing for the Maryland Terrapins. So if you're a Ter- Terps fan or you're local, you may recognize the name. Uh, Transferred this past season play for the Utah State Aggies. Uh, before transferring, he had 59 catches, 880 yards, and two touchdowns for the Terps from 2018 to 21 last season alone for the Aggies 76 catches 923 yards and five touchdowns Uh, recently at his pro day 13 reps on the bench four 4.5 ish uh, 40 yard dash 9 foot 11 broad jump 33 and a half inch vertical a late round guy maybe a UDFA you know what I mean a guy that could be added to the back end of the roster but he'll be there at the Washington local pro day as will some other players will chase young be in Ashburn of the voluntary workout portion of the offseason ahead of the NFL draft and is Ron Rivera keying in on his decision to arrive or not? That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile app before. And if you ever thought you could make a good NFL GM, you've got to give this game a try. It's not as easy as you think it is to create a dynasty, but when you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control everything from the coaches, the doctors, the rosters, the trades, the signings, the releases, the prices of the tickets, all of it. And you really find out just how hard it can be sometimes to find the right quarterback for the right coaching staff. Personally, I like to live out my trade back approach to drafting, and I get to trade back, stockpile all kinds of capital, try to make uh, make a, a bid for my right, my sweet spot in that draft uh, to really hit targets and and draft talent that I need. The best part is. You can play it anywhere. You can play whether you've got Wi-Fi, whether you've got data, whether you are on airplane mode. You can play this game literally anywhere, anytime, no matter where in your life you find time to fit it in. Even better, Locked On Commanders listeners get a 100% free boost to your franchise when you use the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On, all caps, all one word in the game store. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the App Store. That's ultimate-gm.com.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: I want to take a moment right now to tell you about Subtext. Subtext is a new program that we're working with here on the Locked On Network. A few of us NFL hosts are participating in this kind of trial run. As a subtext subscriber, you and I can communicate in a way that cuts through the timelines and cuts through the algorithms. You text me, I text you, and just like that, we're talking Commanders football, the NFL draft, what's happening with topic developments for the show, just about anything and everything that you can possibly think of. It's an opportunity for you and I to go beyond the coverage in ways that no other platform can facilitate. I greatly appreciate everybody who's already signed up, and I want to get to know even more of the Commanders fans that listen to and watch this program. So check it out by texting HTTC to 202 760 to sign up and start your two-week trial. Then shoot me a text and I'll be taking time every single day to go through and make sure I'm getting back to as many of you as I possibly can. Not only will you be supporting me in a whole new way, you'll also be helping shape the future of this very show. Again, just text HTTC to 202 760 I'll talk to you soon. Again, i Commanders podcast first listen or your first view of the day. Is Ron Rivera giving Chase Young an ultimatum? May not be a necessary ultimatum, but there is a little bit of a history and a backstory here. Course, speaking to Nikki Javala of the Washington Post, reported by Nikki Javala of the Washington Post, Rivera recently said, quote, that's the thing that will drive the big part of the conversation when talking about Chase Young's injury recovery and how it relates to the pending decision the commanders have on whether or not to pick up Young's fifth year option. Continuing on, quote, as we continue to work through this and talk about it, it will be about seeing him and watching him. Again, we get started April 17th, so we will continue to work through these things, talk to the doctors, talk to the trainers, strength and medical, and just kind of get a feel for where he is. Then we'll be able to make a decision and we'll go from there, end quote. Now, Chase Young has a little bit of history here with voluntary OTAs, right? And you don't want to bring up too much you know, past things, but at the end of the day, uh, this is a player coming off of his third NFL season, so he doesn't really have that deep of a history to go off of. Chase Young was coming off of a seven-and-a-half sack performance as a rookie, NFL defensive rookie of the year. All of those things was becoming the face of the franchise, going on a lot of advertisements, doing all those things, after being the number two overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft. Then in April of 2021, he made some headlines, really his first NFL offseason because in April of 2020, he was getting ready for the NFL draft. April 2021, he finally gets the opportunity to decide, am I going to show up for the voluntary portion of uh, OTAs or am I not going to show up for the voluntary portion of OTAs? And he made headlines for deciding to not show up. Now, it's important to remember, voluntary workouts are voluntary and they're voluntary for a reason. So nobody, well, I don't want to say nobody should because I'm not going to tell you how to think or what to believe. I'm going to tell you that I don't believe that Chase Young should be crucified for not showing up to a voluntary portion of his job. There are a lot of people, and and you may be one of them, I may be one of them, that if we're faced with voluntarily showing up to work or not voluntarily showing up to work, we're not going to show up to work. And that's why some of these players, you hear about workout bonuses, that a lot of times, this is what's tied to that. You show up for the voluntary workouts, we'll pay you. You don't show up for the voluntary workouts, it's fine. You're not getting fined. Right. Like not getting that payout isn't a fine. It's just you're not going to get your bonus. So Chase Young, well within his rights uh, to to skip the voluntary workouts in 2021, coming off of, again, a defensive rookie of the year uh, campaign the year before. A lot of people wanted him to come. And I understand that I completely get that. Is it important to be there? Yeah, there's certainly importance there. There's certainly value to being at the offseason workouts. You build some camaraderie with the other guys that are there. You get to talk with your coaches. You're not doing, you know, practices and all these other things, but it helps to build kind of the team unification and produce a little bit of team building there. So so there is importance to those voluntary workouts. Plus, you're getting kind of a focused approach, making sure that your workouts are are geared towards what these coaches and what the scheme is going to ask you to do. And being there doesn't mean that you don't know how to do it on your own. You're not that you are going to be lazy and not do it if you're not there. None of those things. It's just kind of a better way, uh, theoretically, to go ahead and do it. So. Do players have to attend? Absolutely not. That's why they're voluntary. Do they need to attend? I would say some need to more than others, right? Like if you kind of know you took it easy during your break and maybe you're not in the greatest shape in the world, then yeah, I would say you need to show up. You know, is your team going to be happy to see you show up to voluntary workouts, not in the best shape uh, in the world? No, but that's what the voluntary workouts are for is to help you continue, maintain or get into playing shape ahead of mini camps, training camp, uh, all that stuff. Does the team want the players to attend? Absolutely. I mean, that, that's no secret, shouldn't be a secret. Of course, anytime the coaches, the team, the organization have their players around and have them dedicated, focus in on what the organization is doing at the organization's headquarters, they're gonna want them there. That's 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 too easy of a stipulation to really talk about. But again, Chase Young was well within his rights to not show up in 2021. Would have been well within his rights to not show up in April of 2022. Now he was going through some some recovery, and, and you know, Chase Young of memory serves. I don't know the exact amount of days, but he was kind of in and out. He was still doing some things in Colorado, but he was present, and he and it was noticeably present, and people talked about it. We talked about it, that he was there during the voluntary portions of the offseason, which is very, very good. So that makes this year kind of the swing year, right? He's been there for the voluntary workouts uh, starting in April for one year. He hasn't been there for the voluntary portion another year, so this year is kind of the majority. Is he Has he been there most of the time? Has he not been there most of the time? And if you're listening to what Ron Rivera is saying – Essentially, if Chase Young decides not to show up for this voluntary portion, he really gives Washington no choice but to decline his fifth-year option. Go back to the Ron Rivera quote, right? Talking to the doctors, seeing how he's progressed, continuing to watch him progress through these things. They want to see him. They want to physically examine him and get an update themselves, talking to doctors and other doctors and outside doctors and himself. That's all great, but they want to to confirm. They want to see it uh, to believe it. You can't do that if Chase Young isn't there. now. I'm not saying Chase Young isn't going to be there. I'm not even saying you should doubt necessarily Chase Young won't be there. Ron Rivera, by the usage of his language, certainly sounds like he expects Chase Young to be there. He's saying things like will, right? We will see. We will do this instead of might, or maybe we'll see him uh, type of thing. Of course, even if Young does show up, and he does, you know, let the doctors check him out, he does kind of show the team that he's healthier and and what he can do in the workouts, there's no guarantee that the option uh, is going to be picked up Anyway, you go back to earlier in the offseason, Ron Rivera talked about Deron Payne and his expiring contracts being a little bit of a motivator for him. Eventually, Deron Payne ends up getting a new contract, getting paid uh, very, very handsomely. And Rivera kind of drew a parallel, says, look, that expiring contract situation for Deron Payne proved to be a motivator. Maybe it could be a motivator for Chase Young. Well, if you pick up his option. It can't be a motivator because it's not on expiring contract anymore. So there's already been some language even before Chase Young does or doesn't show up to the volunteer, voluntary portion of the offseason, uh, the workouts here in April on whether or not the Washington Commanders will pick up that fifth-year option. Uh, it's fully possible even that the Washington Commanders send both Chase Young and Montes Sweat into 2023 on expiring contracts, basically tell them the best guy gets the check, right? The best one gets paid, gets a new deal. The other one, you know, you're going to have to go find a new job, and we're going to draft a new edge rusher in round one, two, or three to start molding a potential replacement for one of you because we can't afford to keep both of you. So basically, you two go out, show us which one we need to re-sign yourselves, and we'll re-sign that guy and the other guy. You're going to have to go find a different team. Um, April 17th is when the uh, Washington Commanders' offseason, voluntary offseason program uh, begins. So keep your eyes out around that date to see if Chase Young, see about news reports Chase Young is arriving to Ashburn. Um, last season, uh, it was the day before the NFL draft began that the Washington Commanders announced that they were picking up Montez Sweat's fifth-year option, which is what he's playing on uh, this season currently. So if you want a kind of a ballpark estimation on when the Washington Mayors could announce Chase Young's fifth-year option decision, uh day before the NFL draft is what last year's history would tell you. Of course, if they're deciding not to, they may go ahead and keep that under wraps through draft weekend so that other teams don't know that they do in fact need another edge rusher. Do the Washington Commanders need another quarterback? And if they do, should it be Cam Newton? No. And I'll tell you why next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. And I'll do that thanks to our friends over at FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes, drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss out on your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you can go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. this FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Conversation was stirred earlier this offseason when former Carolina Panthers, New England Patriots and former Carolina Panthers quarterback again, Cam Newton said, quotes or tweeted. I can't, it was a video, I think, said, quotes, 832 expletives better than me. These randoms keep getting jobs. Uh, Cam Newton, 33 years old, not signed with the team currently, essentially expressing his frustration that 32 or that there's not 32 people with jobs in the National Football League at quarterback that are better than him. Uh, And then here recently went ahead and actually rattled off a list of quarterbacks that he would be willing to back up in today's NFL in uh, that list included Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson, Baltimore Ravens maybe quarterback Lamar Jackson, Bears quarterback Justin Fields, Miami Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungiloa, t- Titans quarterback Malik Willis, CJ Stroud, future Panthers quarterback Bryce Young, future Texans quarterback Anthony Richardson, future Raiders quarterback Jalen Hurts of the Eagles, Aaron Rodgers soon to be of the Jets, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills, and Sam Howell of the Washington commander. So should the Washington commanders be interested in Cam Newton being interested in backing up Sam Howell? No, they should not. And most of you know that most of you are going to agree with that. Uh, and it makes me very, very happy for one, you have to worry about locker room harmony. Cam Newton has already been to two different locations since leaving the Carolina Panthers, including coming back to the Carolina Panthers that were different than the situation. He left them in the first time. Right. Uh, and I would say he's been a problem, but, There has been distraction. There have been comments. There have been requests for releases. All of these things when Cam Newton doesn't essentially get his way. And here he is in the offseason, doesn't even have a team, and he's literally down-talking other players in the National Football League for having jobs that he wants, and then coming in saying that he would be willing to back these people up when, honestly, there doesn't look to be a whole lot of people keeping uh, Cam Newton's cell phone needing to be on the Chargers. So the harmony has got to be a different uh, question here. And then there's the level of play. The last time Cam Newton played more than eight games in a single season was 2021, somewhat recent, but still 2021 in that season. He had a career low QBR and eight touchdowns and 10 interceptions in 15 games for the new England Patriots. He played eight games for the Carolina Panthers in 2022, and it wasn't any better. So the play on the field just isn't there. And the team has Jacoby Brissett, who honestly, at this point in time, you're not, if you're talking career achievements, Cam Newton, you know, has, has done some really great things. Jacoby Brissett, Hasn't done some of those great things, but today, in today's NFL, I would take Jacoby Brissett over Cam Newton. Even if the team didn't have Jacoby Brissett, if Ron Rivera wanted Cam Newton to be a quarterback for the Washington Commanders, Cam Newton would have been a quarterback for the Washington Commanders by now. If there's a reason that that Ron Rivera doesn't want him on this team, that's reason enough for me. So that question's answered and asked. Again, it was a topic of discussion, and I saved it for the end of the week just because that's where it deserved to go. Question of the week. Last week's question of the week. If there's one player that you would want the Washington Commanders to trade up for, who would it be? Charles said Christian Gonzalez, the Oregon cornerback. From there, it basically turned into a cornerback conversation. Constantine said that trading up for Joey Porter Jr. would be a terrible move and doesn't even want him at 16, let alone trading up for him. Grimm said... They like Gonzalez, but they also like Devin Witherspoon from Illinois and Deontay Banks from Maryland over Porter. Joey Porter Jr., not getting a lot of love from Commanders fans out of this question of the week. appreciate those responses. Everybody else that responded as well. Our question of the week this week, this coming week, if you could add a quarterback to this Washington roster as it currently stands realistically, please don't say I trade up to number one for C.J. Stroud because that's not going to happen. Who would you add? could be a draft pick. could be a free agent. Could be a realistic trade. If you could add a quarterback to this Washington roster, who would it be? That is a question of the week coming up for this next week. Think about that over the weekend. Send me your responses in email, Twitter, in the YouTube comments, however you want to do it. And next week we will wrap up with those answers and we'll get a new question of the week out there. Until then, I want to thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, your first few of the day. For your second, please check out Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked on NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. They are also part of the subtext trial run, so if you want to text with Joe Marino or Kyle Krabs, you can do that as well. I'll be back for Mock Draft Monday. We're almost there to the real thing, so only a few more tries to get this thing nailed down right before our final mock draft ahead of the nfl draft so send in your questions mock drafts and answers to our question of the week again you could add a quarterback to this team who would it be and why send those answers in via email to lockedoncommanders@gmail.com on commanders at gmail.com on twitter at d harrison 82 in the youtube comments or once again text me subscribe for your trial to subtext at 202-760-2644 just text h-t-t-c to 202 760 signing off for today i'm david harrison staff writer for commander country part of sports illustrated's fan nation credential member of the media covering your washington commanders and more importantly hanging out with you here every single day of the week until we speak again if you're out and about please be safe enjoy the easter holiday if you celebrate be kind to one another and i'll see you right back here for another episode of locked on commanders part of the lockdown podcast network your team every day